my fellow challenge lovers, welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Haldeball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today on the long-awaited, and by long I mean two weeks awaited, cast reaction podcast to the Challenge 39 cast. We've known for a few weeks since they left the film. We've waited to see if any changes were announced, any additions were made, and we're still maybe kind of waiting on some of those additions to potentially be made. But at this point, we feel safe talking about the ones we know are there. And also, we've turned off all ability to see anything new because... Gotta avoid those actual game spoilers, y'all. This will be your first and only spoiler warning. We're talking cast reaction only. Who went to film and was uh, was known by those powers that be to have started the first day of the season and be in the official cast. Everything after that, anything that actually happens, none of that will be discussed here because none of that is known by yours truly. We stay away from those, which means for those that, of course, are thinking the same thing a lot of people are thinking out on them challenge streets right now, is this invasion of the champions too? Well, I don't know. And if it is, I won't know because I won't be privy to that casting news because it'll be amongst probably a lot of elimination and daily challenge news and all other kinds of things that I'm going to stay far away from. And I'm guessing most of you probably want to stay away from too. So that's your spoiler warning. This is only about the cast and that is it. Cast reaction podcast. We're going to break down full cast, give a handful of initial reactions, opinions about it. But first programming notes, because of course we've always got programming notes. All stars four. Still have no idea if they're going to air it or when they're going to air it. Still no announcement. Can't believe two weeks later we're sitting here and we still have no news from the last time we sat down to pod. But uh, unfortunately, we don't. But when we do, hopefully, fingers crossed, I mean, are they really just going to not – are they just going to have just called a tax write-off and never show that? Like, what? what is going on here? But when we find out about All-Stars 4, a trailer, uh, dates announced, anything, when All-Stars 4 happens, and please, for the love of God, it's obviously going to happen, Right? right? We will, of course, cover it here on the podcast. So that's probably the next thing. And if not, it's Challenge USA 2. And other than that, we've got this offseason chugging right along. I've gotten some amazing ideas sent in from you, the wonderful listeners, about topics we could cover here during the offseason. They've all been great. For those who would like to submit one, still keep sending them in. I need tons of them. Throw them my way. I'm not the best ideas guy. I can execute all day long. But I need your wonderful ideas at Challenge Historian on Instagram. Best place to send them. Or the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Also a fine place to leave them. But the next episode we do, which will be two weeks from today, is going to be the first one from a listener's submitted idea which was so fantastic i was just immediately like i've got to do this right now it's from my guy scott at average and savage on ig if you want to follow him which is his idea which was brilliant and i love it and we're going to talk about it at length two weeks from now is what if they did exes or rivals earlier i believe in his incredible scott just unbelievable job laid out the whole thing for me a bunch of teams all these kind of ideas, broke it all down. I believe he had it if they did it a season 14. Let's say they went through the duel, and then immediately after the duel, they were like, okay, we're going to do this thing called rivals or exes. Who would those teams have been? What would have happened? All of that. It's an amazing premise. It's an amazing thought experiment. I love it so much. We are going to do that in two weeks. So if you have ideas, submit for best pairings under those criteria. Again, if they would have done rivals or exes, let's say somewhere between season 10 and 15. So we're talking those those first 10 to 12 seasons, casts from those shows, things that happen on those seasons, 
who would have been great rivals, who would have been great exes, pairs, the whole thing. So if you've got anything, send them to me. Again, comments on YouTube, DMs on Instagram, best place to send them. We're going to break that down. We're going to include a bunch of Scott stuff, anything you submit to me, my own thoughts, all of that two weeks from today. And again, two weeks because next week I've just got a crazy week. We're not going to try to do next week. I've got my brother-in-law's wedding. 20-hour car ride with a puppy again. I've got some other travel. I've got a crazy work week. It's just not going to happen. So we're going to take two weeks to prepare for that. And then I promise when we come back for that one, it will become officially every week, all off-season long. However that off long that off-season ends up being, we will do some sort of topic, debate, list, something every single week on the show. So again, submit ideas if you've got them. Scott, thank you for that one. Can't wait to dive into that topic in two weeks. But for today... We're not doing that topic. We're doing Challenge 39. We're looking to the future. We didn't know if it was going to happen. And boy, is it not only happening, it's polarizing. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are confused by it. Let's find out where I stand on that spectrum. I don't know. Maybe, maybe what, What's your expectation right now? You're about to find out very quickly right after this quick little tiny break. So make your prediction. What is this challenge historian going to think of Challenge 39's cast? You're about to find out. Let's go. Okay, first things first, we've got to read the cast all the way through. We're going to give you their name, their original show, just to remind you how many challenge seasons they have done. Spoiler, it's not many. And the show they were last seen on, or the challenge season, excuse me, they were last seen on. Then we will get into some different reactions, but you've got to hear the full list first. I'm sure you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. Maybe this is the first you're hearing of it. If it is, that's really exciting. Buckle up because, uh, well, one, if you're in a car driving right now, definitely buckle up because you always should. But otherwise, just metaphorically, buckle up because this is a hell of a list. I, I, I was I was personally kind of shocked. That's my first opinion to share with you. But before we get into too many of those, here's the actual list itself. Let's go with the female cast first in uh, alphabetical order. I believe we've got it here. Yeah, that's what it looks like it is. So female cast, 12 known cast members, Berna originally from Survivor Turkey, one season, which was Spies, Lies, and Allies. Colleen, the mole Germany, one season, just saw her on Ride or Dies. We've got Jessica from The Bachelor Australia, her one season, The Challenge Australia. Mel Reeves, back in the house, X on the Beach UK 2, three seasons of The Challenge, last seen on Total Madness. Michelle Fitzgerald, Survivor twice, three seasons now of The Challenge, if you include... USA 2, which she is also going to be on, that is filmed or just wrapped up filming sometime, but then we also last saw her, currently we last saw her on Ride A Dies. By the time this season airs, we will have last seen her on USA 2. Mariah is back, one season, Ride or Die, that was her debut. Narice is back, Are You the One, one season of the challenge, Ride or Dies. Olivia, Ride or Dies, one season from Love Island originally. Raven is back, also one season only, Ride or Dies. Hahui from Challenge Argentina, Challenge World Championships. She is back. Big T is in the house, out of retirement. The chef is in the building. Four seasons under her belt. Originally shipwrecked UK. Spies, Lies, and Allies last time we saw Big T. And then rounding out the female cast is Zara, originally from the Royal World, which I wasn't actually familiar with that all the other times I've talked about Zara because we've seen her twice, Challenge UK, Challenge World Championships. I need to know what the Royal World is. I need to probably watch that show. Those are the 12 women that make up the initial cast again this is the cast that starts day one from there on if anything changed if anyone comes in substitutes mercenaries 
invasion people, anything like that, which we're going to get to. Uh, we don't know if that is happening or who that would be. Now, to the male cast. We've got maybe the most shocking name on this list to start it off. Asaf from Are You The One For? One season of the challenge. That was Total Madness where he went out first. Callum from X on the Beach, Peak of Love. Some other shows in one season, Challenge UK. Kieran, Bachelorette Australia. One season of the challenge. That would be Challenge Australia. Chauncey from Ride or Dies coming in for his second season. Corey Lay. One season, Spies, Lies, and Allies, originally from 12 Dates of Christmas, and I believe he will forever hold the title as the only person to make the jump from 12 Dates of Christmas to the challenge. I believe we can officially put that one in the books if we had not already. Ed Eason is here from The Circle, one season of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Emmanuel, Survivor Romania, one season, that would be Spies, Lies, and Allies. Horacio, Exaltlan, Estadios Unados. Is that Exaltlan? Exaltlan. I believe I, I should have practiced this. I, I learned it last season. And I've kind of forgot it now. But that amazing show that he's from that I need to watch way more of. One season of the challenge. You know, Ride or Dies. Huey is back. Big Brother UK 17. One season of the challenge. Spies, Lies, and Allies. James Lockie Lock. Only Way is Essex. Original show. One season of the challenge. That was a challenge UK. A lot to talk about with him in that season. Jay Starrett. Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X, three seasons of the challenge most recently seen on Ride or Dies, and Kyland Young, Big Brother 23, one season of the challenge, that would be Challenge USA. So, Berna, Colleen, Jessica, Mel Reeves, Michelle, Mariah, Narice, Olivia, Raven, Hahui, Big T, and Zara on the female side, Asaf, Callum, Kieran, Chauncey, Corey Lay, Ed, Emmanuel, Horacio, Huey, Lockie, Jay, Kyland on the men's side. Wow. All right. Notice any patterns there as we went through that? Did you pick up on anything in particular that number of seasons they've done? Well, let's run through some of those numbers for you real quick. Here's just a few numbers for you. Let's start with seasons played. How many seasons have all of these people played? Now, if we don't count the international spinoffs as a season, meaning USA, UK, Argentina, Australia. If I don't count that as in, in the, obviously that's a season that counts everything like that. But if I'm calling someone who's only ever done the spinoff one and basically never played with MTV folks before, if I call them rookies, then we've got five rookies, Jessica, Callum, Kieran, Lockie, and Kyland. Now, again, they've done a season before, just not with MTV folks here in the States. And again, obviously not here in the States. This season is in Croatia, but you get what I'm saying. Those are the five closest thing we have to rookies. We don't have any true rookie rookies, but using the same criteria, people doing their second season of the 24, 15 of them are doing their second ever season. Berna, Colleen, Mariah, Narice, Olivia, Raven, Hahui, Zara, Asaf, Chauncey, Corey, Ed, Emmanuel, Horacio, and Huey. Again, Asterisks on a few of those. Zara and Huhui. This is technically their third season, having done their spinoff and then world championships. And really, those five rookies are kind of doing their second, but you get how I'm doing this again. So, five rookies, 15 second timers, no third timers, three people that will be doing their fourth season ever. That's Jay, Michelle, again, because Michelle is currently doing USA. So, if you add that in, this eventually will be her fourth. And DJ Mel Reeves, and one person is the super vet of super vets this season doing her fifth season. That would be Big T. Five rookies, 15 second timers, three fourth timers, and one five timer. That is, I don't know the numbers. I've got to check challenge stats. I'm sure they have put out some great numbers on this, but this is by far the least experienced cast we've had in forever. Forever. 
just the fact that there's no, you know, bananas or C tier West or Anissa or someone with like 20 seasons under their belt to throw off the average. Like this is by far the least amount of seasons anyone's ever come in with. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong because maybe if you count the spinoffs, you're like, well, some seasons have had half rookies and that's a bunch of zeros. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but it certainly feels like it. As for some more numbers for you, USA versus international. We stay very international with this cast. There is 11 folks from USA television programs in this cast. There is 13 from international programs. Six of those are from the UK. Melissa, Big T, Zara, Callum, Huey, Lockie. Look out for a possible UK alliance from the start. Australia has two, Jessica and Kieran. Turkey, Romania, Germany, Argentina, and Mexico all have one. Berna, Emmanuel, Colleen, Hahui, Horacio, respectively. So that's your USA to international, more international than USA. But again, some of those, a lot of these international folks are obviously all, all of them are doing their second season really that's airing here in the States or that's a part of the MTV network, et cetera, et cetera. But still 13 to 11 international to us breakdown. And then the final number to talk about champs versus non-champs and finalists versus non-finalists, because guess what? There are zero. Yes. Zero champions here. 24 non-champions are in the building. As for just finalists, there's only six of the 24 that have made a final before, and three of those have the little asterisk that are Zara, Kieran, and Callum, who made it Zara and Callum on Challenge UK, Kieran on Challenge Australia, which we count, but also they haven't made one of the, the those finals were just as grueling and big and long and everything as the USA and the world championships one. So like it was the real finals, but you get what I'm saying. I had the little asterisk before I'll have it here. Three have made a MTV final before that would be Horacio, Olivia and Mel Reeves. 18 of the 24 have never seen a final. So we've got a very young, a very inexperienced group. And guess what? I Love it. A youth movement without actual rookies. How brilliant of them. How wonderful of them. Now, this is where this this cast is super polarizing as far as the reaction so far that I've seen from other podcasters, other people that write about the show and just general fandom and comments everywhere across social media. I've seen everything across the spectrum from folks who like me love this absolutely love this to folks that absolutely despise this and are just like nope i'm done i guess i'm done with the challenge now it's over it's over done bye goodbye um which i just can't can't believe we'll get to more of that later and then some people everywhere in between that that are like this is cool but they didn't pick the right people to others that are like this is a it just it's all over the spectrum it's all over the spectrum but i love it i think it's the right thing to do i hope it actually stays this way and there is no invasion concept because we'll just get to it. We'll touch it right here, and then we'll come back to it later on. The, the, the rumors out there are, given this cast that we've just gone through, that, hey, this, this smells a little bit like an invasion, too. Like, where are the vets? Where are the champs? It's very telling that there's no champions of the 24. It's also very telling it's only 24. Flagship seasons are more closer to 30 traditionally and in the last few so could this be, you know, 24 gets down to 16 and then eight champions are brought in, whatever. Could this be Invasion 2? I don't know, but I hope not. We'll come back to that later. If someone looks at this and says it's lame and anything negative, then I, I just don't know what to tell them. I don't know what to tell them. Maybe these are not the people you would have selected of recent rookies, recent spinoff contestants. I, I get that. 
But I think they did a pretty good job of picking people. And regardless of what you think of the people they picked, the idea, the concept of just giving a full crop of 24 relative newbies a shot to make a name, build characters, just kind of refresh this whole thing is great. And I love it. And I think it's the right approach. Plus, along with trying to build some new character arcs for the first time in like forever, and not having any new people just, you know, be piggybacking. Like the only new character arcs we've really built are usually not because they're purposely piggybacking on uh, uh, veterans and older players in the game, but just because by happenstance, there's like, oh, there's like three interesting new rookies and the rest are, you know, these super vets and it's how they interact together. It kind of builds the storylines. We don't actually get a whole lot from the new people. So we're not going to have that where they're going to get their own story arcs in some way, but they're also getting a lot younger again. That's a good thing. There's a lot more single people, a lot more single people. There's been a couple seasons recently where it's like, is anyone in this house single? And I romance isn't the number one thing that drives the entertainment level of this show, but it sure fucking helps. All right. It sure helps. It really does. And so we've got a bunch of single people. They're younger. There's not too many families. I don't think we're going to get too many montages of looking at kids photos during this season, anything like that. And fingers crossed they're filming right now in Croatia. It is the start of summer. So maybe they get warm enough weather. Maybe there's a nice pool at the house, you know, and we get a little kind of old school, just winning combination, potentially young, inexperienced, single, all the things need given the spotlight to make a name for themselves, to build a character arc for themselves, to build a story. It's all there. The potential's all there, and I love that they went in this direction. Now, if they did a ride-or-die style cast again, I think it would have signaled that they were just, like, bleeding this thing out to get to season 40, and then we're going to be like, Challenge USA is the new show. All-stars for former MTV people. It's done. Flagship, as you know, it is gone. If they would have done ride-or-dies, there's a bunch of older people again. I would have thought they're just trying to get to season 40, and that's it. This cast signals to me they think they can keep the flagship franchise moving along just fine if they can build some new stars. If we can get a full crop of new interesting people that we're devoted to, that we're entertained by, that we're interested in seeing where they go and how relationships change and everything that we that used to happen over the eras of the show that is somewhat a little bit died out in the most recent eras because of so many people being around for so many seasons in a row combined with so many, you know, the Anissa's bananas, CTs and Wes's of the world. Those four specifically being around, just still always being in every season, the more OGs they brought back, which is amazing to see. But then it's like suddenly, you know, two thirds of the cast debuted before season 15. And it's like, okay, well, like we're not giving the new people time to shine. So we can't build up any new people and that makes your show slowly die out. This is a step in the right direction in my book. But, and it's a big but, what if it is Invasion 2? Let's just go back to it. Let's get it out of the way right here now. What if it's Invasion 2? It honestly probably ruins it. Um, not ruins it. Ruins it strong. Because one, uh, Invasion of the Champions, good season. Had a lot of good stuff from that season. Um, but you might remember if you go back and watch this season, you're like a lot of the good stuff happened before the champs were in, invited in when they were sitting in whatever they called, uh, the basically survivor esque you know, beach, uh, that they were living in trying to earn their way into the oasis and, uh, all the stuff that happened there, like some amazing stuff, a bunch of relationships happened that led to rivalries and pairings and stuff in the future. 
Uh, it was all kinds of amazing stuff happened on that season. So, uh, you know, that could happen again. Maybe if they do it halfway through, we'll at least get that first half to give those people room to breathe and, you know, not a total loss. But still, I think if they could stick to their guns and just say, nope, this is an invasion. There's no champs coming. We gave them all the season off. It's just y'all. It's just y'all. Have someone win. Have all these new stories be developed, these new arcs be developed, and then even better, all those super vets, like, you know, if no one is introduced to this, and it's these 24, and two people out of these 24 win, you know Bananas and many other people, but specifically Bananas is going to talk so much shit about, like, oh, it's JV Squad, oh, it doesn't even count, he didn't even beat anyone that's ever won before, this, that, and the other, so it's just going to, like, stir extra shit up on the side, like, it's going to be great. But if, if they do do Invasion 2, then the only thing I will say that I hope is that it's not the same format as Invasion was of going to teams and then back to individual. That was the one part that kind of screwed up that season a little bit in my eyes was they switched to teams and the one team dominated the whole time and then they switched back. So if they introduce champions, just keep it individual or pairs, whatever it's going to be. It sounds like it seems like it's going to be individual. We'll get to that in just one moment. Um, But uh, I hope it's not, you know, the, the team thing. Just let it be individual the whole time, which would make it hard then on the champs coming in. They would have the numbers against them. It'd be a bit of penalty for coming in late. That I would be into, like really throwing on the invasion of the champions. They were kind of throwing the the newbies to the lion's den of the champions. If they did the reverse and it was like, champs, you get to enter the game, but like there's 16 of them, there's eight of you, and it's purely individual, like, Y'all are going into these eliminations. I'm just going to let you know up front, unless you could do some damn good politicking or win some daily challenges, what have you, I would be down for that. So if they do do Invasion 2, that's the version I hope it is. But, um, yeah, we'll see if that comes to fruition. If not Invasion 2, though, if not, and fingers crossed, then what format would it be? No recent themes fit this group. Like, none of the recent ones, I mean... (laughs) I guess technically, like, Spies, Lies, and Allies 2 fits. Uh, Double Agents 2 fits um, because those, they didn't actually impact the format of the show. Um, So, fingers crossed they don't go down that route. But it would, if they wanted to, you know, really wrap a theme around this, uh, it would have to be an older one, if anything, because just looking at the cast group, there isn't, like, it's not going to be, like, Rivals or X's um, that doesn't really fit with this. It's not going to be Ride or Dies. It doesn't really fit with this. There's no, like, seasons or teams that make total, total sense. Plus, I doubt it's a team season, so we even roll out some old, like, Inferno Gauntlet, anything like that, although team season would be amazing. I'd be definitely here for it. Can't be Inferno Gauntlet. It leaves one possibility, the Duel 3. The Duel 3. Is the only possibility I see. I didn't mean to rhyme there, but it just kind of happened. Um, the dual three is the only possibility of like any theme that would be like, if they were going to use an older theme, then that one could fit and would be awesome. Otherwise, it's something brand new. Maybe they call it like a second chances, just whatever, some sort of like challengers. I don't know. Um, but now that I say challengers, like I guess it could be the ruins too. <laughs> challengers versus champions, and they bring in champions, and they could. I don't know, but that's it's still it's invasion. The champions would be there from the beginning. Now we're just uh, now we're just making up things that are obviously wrong. So if not invasion two, maybe it could be the duel three. Maybe it's just brand new, something like second chances, something like that. I don't know. I just want it to be individual. I want it to be individual. I want last place to go in. I want the winners to pick the other person to go in. And if somehow it is dual three, then using the draft order from dual would be amazing. I would love that. So just make dual three. That would be the best. That would be the best. Invasion two would be cool, depending who they pick to invade and how they set that up. Dual three would be better. Stick with your guns. Stick with the young people. 
Okay, that was some high-level stuff, but now let's go back through this cast one more time and give some actual reaction to each and every one of these people. Quickly, we will not be too long-winded with this. Quick little thoughts, like, don't like, reaction, what have you, to each individual cast member, because again, I love this group, so uh, be prepared. There's not going to be many that I'm too down on. Most of them pretty amped up about. Let's go through the list again. Starting with the females, alphabetical order, same as before, because copy and pasting the list was much easier than retyping it in some new order. Here we go. Female cast. Starting with Burnham. She was good. I think she'll be good again. I'm almost sure of it that she'll be good again with given a little bit more spotlight. I saw a lot of possibility with her. Good choice. Colleen. I'm going to be the asshole here. I'm going to be the asshole twice uh, during this list, and I'm going to point out uh, what I do every time, and I always feel like a dick, but it is what it is. English as a second language is it going to be an issue because, you know, her previous season, you got to be with your partner. They could speak uh, in German, and then I have to worry, you know, only have to worry about that when speaking with the others. Um, and so, like, in an elimination, it wasn't a big factor for them. Although, were they the ones that ha were told to speak in English during their... I forget. Did that happen to someone? I don't even remember. But anyways, I know I'm an asshole for even bringing it up. Potentially, maybe some of you think that. Maybe some of you don't. You're like, I'm thinking about that, too. Um, but if not, she will be amazing. I love her either way. I really enjoyed her on Ride or Dies. But I do a little bit worry about the fact that there's only a couple people who are going to have the English as a second language potential issue within this house. Colleen, though, is amazing and really good at reality television. Glad she's here. Jessica from Australia. Memorable Australia. Thought then that she would fit great on the flagship. Here she is. High expectations. Melissa. Incredible to see Mel back. I love her. Straight up star on her seasons. Was absolute star. Can't wait to see her be one of the vets of the house, how she plays that. Like, the, it's going to be so fun, and it's very – they picked so well. Um, spoiler, I'm going to say something similar about Big T, but Mel and Big T as the specific people that are like – not like you guys are like the two of the three to four most senior veteran members, experienced members of this house. Mel, you're one of three people who's run an MTV TJ's final before. Like – how they're how those specific people and Mel specifically handles like getting to be that position in the house fascinates me. Love it. Star happy. She's back. Michelle. I was big on Michelle during both of her seasons so far. She's clearly at this point being primed as kind of one of the new faces of the show. And I think that is exactly the correct decision. I love her. I adore her. I enjoy watching her on this show. Any show fantastic selection. Her and Jay potentially taking the early, like running this house vibes is going to be great. Love Michelle. There's not the number one draft pick for me. If you told me this was the idea, the type of cast you're going to put together, number one draft pick, Michelle. Boom. She's here. Thank goodness. Mariah. Potential is there. Potential is there. I enjoyed Mariah on Ride or Die. I will say, let's just see what she does on a season when she isn't Fessy's partner who, quote, his, quote, often, quote, brought her there, end quote. Um... Let's see what she does without being attached to Fessy and and without you know having bananas there to end up dating. Because really, if, if people liked her anyways, but it was a lot to overcome for a lot of fans of like, wait a minute, you're Fessy's partner, so you're like his ride or die, and then you go into the house and you start hooking up with bananas. There's a lot of people out there who are like, uh, strike one, strike two. So she might not have many strikes left with some people, but I think she has a lot of potential. I'm excited to see her without those two people in the house and how she does. Next up, Narice. Absolute star. Thank goodness she is here. Thank goodness she said yes. Star, star, star. Olivia, 
Same thing. Absolute star. Thank goodness she's here. Thank goodness she said yes. Top draft picks from last season of the show, Ryder Dies. Top rookie draft picks from last season, Ryder Dies. Narice and Olivia were one, two for me for sure. Thank goodness they both said yes and had the availability. Then we've got Raven. She was kind of lost, to be honest, in the lengthy Ryder Dies season, like because they went out early. But Raven was giving us a lot early on, and we supposedly didn't even see the big argument. She was one of the ones, a couple episodes in after she got eliminated, was like, wait, 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 wait. They didn't show this, this, and this that happened, and like how? Like there was big blowups, there was big arguments, big fights, not even shown. So she was bringing it. It was just a little lost because she went home early, and then the season dragged on forever, and so we kind of a little bit forget. But good selection bringing her back in. Next, we've got Huhui. Asshole alert again here. We'll say this, is, this was the second person. The language barrier has me concerned. Uh, I also haven't watched Challenge Argentina, so I don't have a great feel for her. I'm just going off World Championships where her and Nelson end up going out pretty early. She's fun. She was great. But that, uh, that, that language barrier was definitely there, and that was on a season where she at least had some other folks from her show speaking her language there, and they all just got picked off one by one right from the start. Uh, so I'm, who knows? We'll see. But again, it's a tough grade for me because I haven't watched Challenge Australia, or uh, excuse me, Argentina yet, but uh, Hui is here, and I'm glad, I am glad that they brought at least one person from Argentina. I'm glad they got some representation from each of the international spinoffs. Uh, that was a very good decision. So she's back for technically her third challenge season. Big T is next. The chef is back in the house, baby. The now official chef, after going, hitting up the culinary school, graduating, doing the damn thing, she's coming out of retirement. And look, she, I mean, she's been amazing on all four seasons she's done. She was the absolute shining light of double agents and spies, lies, and allies, for sure, without a doubt. And I'm all for her just going into the house and be like, announcing, like, I'm Queen T, veteran supreme of the house. Everyone bows to me. I run this shit. I'm impenetrable. I'm, you can't target me. I'm just everyone's best friend. Everyone's worst enemy. I run this shit. I'm queen T It's Oh my God. I'm just, I'm so ready. So ready. So ready. So ready. And thrilled that she wanted to come back and do this again. And glad they kept on calling finally on the women's side Zara. She's been a good addition on both of her seasons. She's a great addition here. A good, good choice. Again, love they're bringing folks from all of the international spinoffs. Good choice there. Now to the male cast, starting with Asaf. As I said before, probably the most shocking name on the list, but I'm actually kind of here for it. I do. I, my first initial thought, I was like, man, if they were going to have one veteran come in, let it be Donnie. Just so Asaf, maybe he hasn't been paying attention. Maybe he hasn't been watching. Uh, if you don't remember, he was only on one episode of Total Madness, but he did uh, hook up, uh, make out uh, with Nani, and then get eliminated by Jay um, in a pretty interesting and cool, uh, you know, hanging, kicking each other through a glass wall, hanging in the air uh, elimination. But a uh, memorable one episode run for him. I wish Nani was here so maybe he would like go and be like, oh, yes, oh, I'm familiar. Yes, I can flirt with her. It'll all be good. Be like, oh, no, you can't anymore. Um, he's a dancer, I think. I didn't do my research, but I'm pretty, I think he's a dancer. And if that research that I didn't do is correct, could we get some dance offs between him and Emmanuel? Can just the first elimination be the two of them in a dance off of some sort? That would be fun. Are we they going to get the Emily Seabomb treatment of like Emily's here swimmer professionally? We got to do some swimming stuff. Are they going to be like, hey, first daily challenge? You got to dance. Good job, Asaf and Emmanuel. You win. 
could happen. I don't know, but I'm actually I was I was shocked by his name, and then I was like, this could work out. I think I think I could get behind this. So that's Asaf. Callum was fantastic on the UK. Will be fantastic on the flagship. Lock it in. Kieran, same thing. Great on Australia. He had, if you didn't watch that season or listen to my recaps, I thought he had the best possible comeback anyone's ever had from cheating on your girlfriend in episode one of a season to by the end of it being endearing and lovable and just ever just super entertaining and great. Um, again, not not condoning the cheating on the girlfriend, just saying the best possible, whatever the the road after that, after cheating on your girlfriend in episode one. He walked the best possible road back as far as the rest of the edit in the episodes went. Not sure his relationship status uh, coming into this. Again, didn't do any research, uh, up-to-date research at least. But either way, he will bring entertainment. He is a great, great selection. Chauncey is next. Surprised that Chauncey is here. Not that he got an invite back. Definitely should. Like Chauncey a lot. Glad he's back. Just was surprised given the birth of his son right there. Like, boom, right into the challenge house again. But you got to take the opportunities where they come. And, uh, you know, if I'm not a parent, I don't know if this is a proper argument, but if you're like, Hey, I am going to do this show again at some point, uh, during this child's life, when should I do it? Infant stage, maybe there's arguments, pro and con arguments on all sides, but I don't know. He's here, uh, fresh off a child. I don't know if, you know, I'm a big NBA guy sometimes, and really across sports, sometimes when you get, have the child suddenly go on this crazy playoff run, sometimes you kind of flame out your focus is elsewhere. Who knows which way Chauncey's going to go? Maybe he's the Fred Van Fleet of this season, and he's just going to be like, had a kid, came to the house, fucking dominated, got that title, went back to that child. Who knows? We will see. But this season feels more right. The ride or dies environment for, you know, with Amber wasn't the best way for, I feel like, for him to start off in the house. He's a little bit of a quieter guy, it seems. And so being pigeonholed is like, you're here with Amber. For some reason that no one can ever explain, people don't always like her. So now it it was just, it wasn't the right situation. I don't think this feels more right. Next up, Corey Lay. 10 out of 10 had to have him back. Absolute gold in the few episodes he was on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Has been gold on social media talking about the show ever since. I am thrilled that Corey Lay is here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next up, Ed. Unexpected, but ecstatic. If you listened to the Spies, Lies, and Allies recaps way back when, you know, I love Ed. I did not think he'd ever get invited back. Personally, I just thought, not going to happen. But I am besides myself excited that he did. I will be rooting for him over everyone else. I think he's got a great shot. Uh, yeah, just he's he's just amazing. He's so perfect for these types of shows. I mean, it's just really, really wonderful. And I'm as you can hear it in my voice, I am so glad that Ed is back. I really, really, really was flabbergasted uh, by this one. I just thought that he was, I didn't think he was going to be getting the calls, but uh, good job by you, casting department. You got that one right, at least in this historian's book. Emmanuel's next. I wasn't as big on Emmanuel as most on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Most people were super big on Emmanuel in Emmy. Uh, the two Romanians, rookies, making it all the way till the end, almost to the end in Emmanuel's case. Uh, but I think part of that one was they were they had plenty to love. I'm going to get to that. Uh, but also that people were a little down on the season. So it was like the couple things we like get lifted up a little extra where I was like, I'm a little higher on the season than most people. So I'm kind of like a touch lower on the couple things you're propping up. as like, here's the shining stars of the season. But... I have appreciated the shit talking online like during that season and after that season. I respect that he was definitely really good at the games. And I think in a house without the vets, he could be absolutely awesome. Like he could, he could be flame out and I'd be like, Oh, we don't really need that guy again. Or he could be the MVP of this season. 
it could go either way. If he maybe he really is the Romanian Jordan or Jordan is the USA Emmanuel. Let's find out. I'm kind of excited to see. Then we got Horacio, absolute star. Thank goodness he said yes. He will be most people's pick to win. He will be the person most people hope does win. He is the new fan favorite. Him and Olivia riding high. And that's just going to be juiced up even more by the fact that there's no vets that people love in this house. So it's just, you know, all these young people, they're coming off, you know, moment the highest favorability ratings for rookie seasons almost ever. And everyone loves Horacio. I love Horacio. I'm glad he's back. Yes, this looks, he looks like an early front running favorite. It's, everyone's saying the same thing. I'm seeing it. I'm saying it. Horacio, definitely one of the favorites. We'll see if he can uh, pull it off. He's been to one final. Maybe he can get to two. Maybe he can get a win early in his career and really jumpstart a crazy challenge career that could be in there. Huey, freaking fantastic selection. I love Huey. This should be really fun. Another one, I wasn't sure if he had interest, actual interest, like the, the kind in public be like, yeah, I would do it again, but like actual, like, no, like you get the call. Would you actually say yes and really want to do it again? And he did, and I'm glad he did, and I'm glad they called him, and it's a fantastic selection. James Locke, Lockie. He was on the Challenge UK. If you had not watched the Challenge UK, I urge you to do so. It's a fantastic season, and it's only five episodes. It's so short. It's so quick. You can watch it in, like, one night. Um, he had about the absolute worst go of it possible. He fell from a high-up place, smacked into the water, and he didn't break anything in his face, I guess, supposedly. But did he break an orbital bone, maybe, a little bit? But uh, if you were, if you didn't watch that season, but I, you probably watched Ride or Dies, and you remember what Olivia's face looked like after that horrific scene. Well, Lockie's looked... Neither of them looked worse. I don't want to say that. Uh, I believe Olivia's injuries were significantly worse. Um, but Lockie's face was 100%, 100% swollen and change in color and just... Like, he literally had a full-blown mask on, like, from ear to ear, chin to top of forehead, full mask on from this incident. And then he uh, had the maybe the weirdest breakup I've ever seen with a girl who had only ever flirted with him, but he, like, broke up with, slash broke his alliance with. Then he got eliminated. It was a crazy run. Um, and... You know, I wasn't, I, I don't, I think I maybe said that I was good without him when I did the end of a season wrap up for that, but UK people have always delivered on the flagship. Our hit rate with anyone coming from any UK reality season to the US challenge is, it's not a hundred percent, but it's freaking close. It's amazing. Essex reality stars really seem to always deliver. So I've got hope this works out. I also think if there was anyone I was like, mm, you know, people didn't really like him on that other season, and maybe people would maybe not like him here. Maybe we could get a villain. Is there a villain in this group? Maybe it could be Lockie. I don't know, but we need villains. And uh, I don't. I nominate. I nominate Lockie. We'll go with that. Jay is our second to last cast member, and I love Jay. I love Jay as the veteran of the guys. I love Jay and Michelle. Maybe running the game. I can't say enough good things about Jay. I am thrilled, so, so thrilled that he and Michelle are in here together as those kind of the super vets. If you'll, if anyone deserves, no, they, they're not super vets, but on this cast, they basically are uh, 3X, most other people's, uh, you know, experience in the challenge house. Fantastic. Love it, love it, love it. Love Jay. And then Kylan. Thrilled he was the one to make the jump over to the flagship. If they were, 
you know, I wish I kind of wish there would have been a cut more than one person from Challenge USA into this. Obviously, um, I believe we've heard from Danny specifically, like not going to happen. I'm, I might be done with the challenge. Uh, I don't remember if Sarah has said something similar. Um, obviously, you know, Tyson was a, done first you know, right out the gate. Uh, but and we got in a lot. And some of the people that I'm about to I was about to say right there. I'm like, oh, they did get on Challenge USA, too. You know, like Alyssa and a few others. So. If anyone was going to make the jump over, I'm, I'm I'm really thrilled it was Kyland. I think he could be the next Leroy, the new kind of Leroy as far as, you know, not the same, like, type of player, politically, game, anything like that. Um, but the new Leroy as far as the just becomes beloved for just being a great dude. Everyone likes him. All the fans like him. All the cast members like him. He is good at the game. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I think that's the lane he could go down. And uh, that would be that's a good lane to be in. If I if that were to come true, I think he would probably be happy with it himself. Maybe the not the no winning part, but you know, still a great career from Leroy. Love Leroy. Love Kylan and love this cast. That's all twenty four. And yeah, I don't think there's a single one on there that I was like, no, bad idea. But. It is only 24. Let's, because we got to, let's quickly talk about who isn't there. Because there were, you know, while I don't really disagree with almost anyone they picked, there's a few I would maybe change out for a few of the people I'm about to mention. There's a few I would just add in. Again, anticipating that this is an invasion season potentially, and that's why maybe there is another six to eight people coming. But if they weren't, if they were like truly this style cast, but 32 of them or whatever, there's some people I would maybe add, some people we're talking about that are not there. The number one, the person who was reported to be there and then suddenly was reported not that he was left at the airport and then he reported that, no, I didn't even go and I'm not going to do the challenge ever again is Joss. And I don't know how many times I've mentioned it on this show. Probably not enough, given how much I think about it. But Joss and Rogan, Jogan, is one of the... It's a travesty of the show that they did not cultivate the UK talent that they brought in on, you know, Vendetta's Final Reckoning, War of the Worlds 1 and 2. And they just kind of let that fizzle when they just, they'd done such an amazing job with casting. Everyone they brought in from the UK was awesome. And specifically, I adored Joss and Rogan on the show. And so when the first cast spoilers came out for the season and Joss was on the list, I freaked the fuck out. I was so happy. <laughs> he's so perfect for this show and he's also so freaking good at it, like competitively amazing amazing athlete that uh, it was i still you know him not winning uh final reckoning i was you know it's a pod for another day pod for a final reckoning pod if you will um but yeah josh is great he would have been my number one draft pick again of the people from that kind of uk invasion era that they let slip through the cracks he would be my number one draft pick from that loaded group to have brought back in but supposedly um, whether he went, got left at the airport as an alternate or told, never mind, right at the last second, which the fact they do that to people is fucked up. It's very weird that people fly on the plane and then at the airport, they're like, never mind. You know, we invited 28 of you. We weren't sure how many actually would finally get on the plane. And so a few of you don't get to actually come or even be alternates. Um, but he says he's done with the show. Makes way too much money off his career to take time away from it uh, and lose all of his you know, clients. And I respect that. So good on him. Uh, yeah, but bummer he's not there other people that are not going to be there recent rookies that i think would have been good 
on the show. Recent rookies that I think would have been good. Jack from Ride or Dies, I think would have been a great selection. Uh, Kells from Spies, Lies, and Allies. I really, really need Kells to be back on the challenge. Come on, give the guy another shot, please. And thank you, Priscilla from Spies, Lies, and Allies. would have been great. Gabby Allen from Double Agents, who now is just... I mean, she was a solid athlete, certainly when she was on the show and was good on the show. And now she's like a crazy athlete and like, that's her life and workouts and fitness and everything. And, uh, yeah, I need Gabby back on the show. I need Natalie Anderson back from double agents as well. And then the big one, the other big UK omission that I don't know if he has any interest at this point in doing the show. I don't know if he's getting calls or not, but I need Ashley Kane. I need Ashley Kane. Um, if you haven't followed his story in recent years go, you know, do a little deep dive, get on, on Instagram. Uh, very inspirational guy. Has gone through a lot, a lot of heartbreak, losing his baby daughter, uh, but is an incredible athlete, was incredible in his one season on this show, and uh, you know has an incredible message that he's now promoting all over the place and doing an amazing job. And I think he would be fantastic to bring back on the show. The other vets I would have then considered. So non, you know, those were some recent rookies. Again, Jack Kells, Priscilla, Gabby, Natalie, Ashley Kane. Uh, would people I would have maybe considered that I thought would have been really good to bring into this style cast. Some other vets I would have at least thought about. Um, Jenny and Rogan are out because they're champs. Uh, so those were my first two thoughts. Is like, Jenny West and Rogan, come on. Again, Jogan, bring Team Jogan back. But uh, they're champs, so they wouldn't fit the bill here. Maybe they would come back later in the season. If, if there is an invasion, those two being two of the champs would be a real step in uh, me keeping the same excitement level for the season. The other three though, that I thought of, I was like, this was the perfect season for Devon to come back. Perfect season for Devon to come back into this house. Would have loved to see that. Also, I know we got him on challenge USA too, and I'm thankful we do. I am excited to watch him there, but this also would have been a fantastic season for Polly. For Polly to come in, run the house, maybe even win, and then everyone else be like, nah, Polly doesn't fucking count. Didn't beat anyone important. Didn't beat anyone good. Too bad. Doesn't count. And just, oh, it would have been, it would have been the best. Would have been the best. So he would have been great. And then Theo, we just saw him on World Championships. He's back. He's cleared to play. Uh, he would have been another one that's like, you know, only a couple seasons fit the bill. Could have been like kind of the the small time vet in this group of newbies. So those are some other vets I would have considered. But outside of that, we've covered, you know, we've covered a lot. Some final quick thoughts here. Final, final thoughts. Croatia right now, again, we said this earlier, but it's at least early summer, so hopefully it's warm. Hopefully they have a great pool. They just did Croatia for Spies, Lies, and Allies. I wonder, would they would they use the same house? That would be a first, I believe, in challenge history. Um, it was a pretty sweet house, so, like, I wouldn't be totally against it, I don't think, but, like, are they going to go Survivor style and be like, all of our seasons are in Croatia in the same plot, the way it's always the same beaches in Fiji now on Survivor. This is not a Survivor-specific podcast, so we're going to not – we're going to end that tangent there. But TJ liked Croatia, so I think he'll be in a good mood. I assume he's always in a good mood hosting this show, but, you know, just a little extra one because I believe he really liked Croatia. Um, and, yeah, overall, I'll say what I said at the start. I really like this. I think it's needed. Fingers crossed that, you know, maybe we do some mercenaries, uh, maybe a lot of mercenaries, and it's not invasion. Fingers crossed it could be a dual three. That would be incredible. Um, but, yeah, we don't know. It's probably going to be invasion, and there's probably going to be some vets coming in. But uh, if they do, let's keep it individual. Let's make it harder on those vets, and let's really build some storylines. And we've got so much potential, so many stars within this group. I love this cast. That was my first thought. That is one of my last thoughts. Expect to see this late fall into the winter. I'm guessing if USA 2 starts beginning of August, 
Maybe this season starts in early October, so or early to mid-October, late October. Uh, if USA 2 is 10 to 12 episodes at most, I'd probably guess they would go right into each other and uh, you know air through the holiday season. Maybe there would be a gap. Maybe we're not going to see this till like next January. Hope not. Uh, hope not. If they're going to give us a long off season now, then we don't need more off seasons immediately after the next season we see. So probably late fall, early winter. Hopefully not like midwinter, but we will see. Uh, and yeah, that's all we got. Those are the initial reactions two weeks later. And as I said at the top, send in your ideas. If you've got topics, ideas for potential episodes during this off season, you'd like to see done lists, topics, debates, what have you, anything, send those in. If you've got ideas for teams for a rivals or X's season, if it happened during the OGs era in that 10 to 15 range, send those in. That will be the next podcast two weeks from today. And overall, thank you for being here. Send me those topic ideas. Send me those Rivals X's OG pairings and have a great week. Love you all. Appreciate you all. Until we talk again, peace.